if you came in this morning and said, who's that guy with the gray hair and the goatee, and he's kind of cool, but I just hadn't seen him before. Well, that's our guest for the day, Kent Henry. Many of you know Kent because um, he has been in ministry, I think, 35 plus years, worshiping God, preaching the gospel. Many of you met him through Hosanna Integrity uh, tapes and CDs. He was uh, one of the point worship leaders for a number of years uh, through that label. And he has a heart for people. And what can I say? You've experienced it already. And the thing I like about Kent is, is that in 35 years, he's still loving Jesus. He's still passionate about serving him. I mean, I didn't think anybody was older than I was that was more passionate maybe than I am, but I have found him. I mean, the, the dude jumps in the car over at the hotel, and he's praying in tongues all the way to service this morning. And I just appreciate a real deal person. And so I'm not going to give all his resume or Vita with you this morning, but I think you've sensed his spirit, and you can know him. And open up your heart and receive what he has for us today. But let's give him now an appropriate Charleston legacy welcome. Ken Henry, God bless you, man. What are you people doing? Praise God. Hi, bro. One time. Woo. All right. Very cool. You guys can sit down, man. Thank you. I give all that to the Lord. I would be so messed up without Jesus. How about you guys? How messed up? Look at your neighbor and say, dude, you were messed up, but you ran into Jesus. You ran into Jesus. <clears throat> okay. I am, uh, I am stoked to be here. Huge. I mean, really. This is not a joke. My church in St. Louis, where I'm from, flying to Charleston, you can't get there from here. I mean, you know, I'm getting on the internet and got my airline ticket squared away. It's expensive to fly to your city, man. We got to get that changed or something. Eh? Got to get another airline in or something. But um, my, uh, my home church is Destiny Church. And uh, the only name better than that happens to be your name, probably Legacy Church. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching so good. No, seriously, I've never seen a church called Legacy, I don't think. I mean, we, you have to Google it or something, figure that out. But this is a, a very important day. Um, I've been in ministry 35 years, started leading worship August of 1974. Oh, my God, that's a long time ago. How many people were back, were around back in the mid-70s? Let me see your hands serving God or something like that. Cool. That's all good. My God, that was a lot of hands, bro. You got a lot of young people. You got some older folks up in here as well. That's good. Now, what you have here is um, I'm really excited, but I'm, I'm like going on low burn because I want to make sure I get this very clear today. Your church is very powerful. It's a prime-moving church in America. When seeker-sensitive has gone down the creek, when the Assembly of God and Baptist Church goes down the creek and there's not much left and, except a form and no power in it, you'll still be here doing something mighty for the Lord. Amen. We're here to serve God. For Here's a revelation, just a simple thing this morning. I said, you know, the cool thing about legacy, I could tell from your leadership yesterday, your worship team and intercessors and your leaders, is that you guys are definitely serving legacy at a high level, but it's not higher than your love or your service to the Lord Jesus first. You guys are actually serving the Lord at a very high level in and not, not just your church. See, a lot of people are serving their church, but they're not really serving the Lord 
think about. There's a huge difference. It's an American, uh, it's American fallacy. Really. Wow, but I just go, I go twice a week, 90 minutes, man, leave me alone. 90 minutes uh, twice a week doesn't make you a devoted believer to the Son of God, does it? See, that's what's wrong with the American church. We just show up and do our obligation. I was raised Catholic, man. We already did. I did that already, man. I'm saying we're not doing this out of obligation. You have a very powerful spirit of humility and service in your midst right here. Because see, you're carrying the fragrance of brokenness. I mean, you are here because many of you have had been through dysfunctional things and hard things in your life. And I'm going to be very clear in the message if you want to open your Bibles to 1 Peter 2.9. And then if you can get this up on PowerPoint, or if you can dial that in, uh, you can use New King James or whatever, uh, whatever pastor uses. I use an American Standard. And then Kaylin, my new friend, is here. I love Kaylin. She is cute. She is cute, man. No, I, I just, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm just struck by Kaylin. I came to your church yesterday. Pastor goes, well, let me take you to the hotel. You can just settle in. You can go eat. I said, no, no, you're taking me to your church so I can sit on your church campus in your building so I can sense in the Holy Spirit what I need to say and what God's saying about you guys. And so, first of all, I dig your building. It's pretty. How many people like your, your foyer and stuff? Who did that? Who did that? Who did it? Who did it? Who, who designed it? Okay. Who did Oh, the no, it's very cool. It's very welcoming and stuff. And you're a multi-generational, multi-ethnic church already. Look at you guys here. We got black, we got white. We're just missing a few Asian people. If we can find any in Charleston. What? Okay, what I'm saying. Oh, well, okay, I didn't say one. I wanted ten. No, I, I'm just saying, it does, oh, it does count in Charleston. I got that. That's very, very good. Well, she'll count for 10. You know, okay, never mind. One will put 1,000 a flight, two, 10, never mind. Okay. No, I'm saying you, I'm, I'm a prophetic errand boy this morning holding up a mirror saying, take a good look. You're a good church on the way to becoming a great church. Not quite great yet. Just listen to me. Don't get offended. That's a lot better. A good church on the way to becoming a great church is so much better than a poor church on the way to becoming fair. Wow. I said, Lord, if don't send me to that church because I don't have to say that. But I would if I had. I mean, but we're not poor. I'm talking in spirit on the way to becoming fair. We're not fair. Oh, let's be a fair church on the way to being mediocre. Anybody like mediocre? Oops. Now, it's like, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich and stale bread does not work, right? How many people, peanut butter and jelly, man, late at night or something, whatever you got to do, cereal late at night, I mean, come on. Now, who, who eats still white bread with their peanut butter and jelly? You know, you just have be bad, go ahead and just get it in there. No, I'm just saying, and Peter, Peter Pan is not better than Jif. I'm sorry, man. I, I, don't, I don't want to ruin your work. No, I'm just making sure everybody's paying attention. You start talking about food, everybody will pay attention right there. But you're, you're a prime moving church, and my job this weekend is to tell you where you're going, not where you've been. We don't really care now where you've been, but what your job before the Lord is and your heart to continue is these four things in 1 Peter 2.9. Now, the reason I brought Kaylin in, and I just stopped for a minute, is uh, I'm not over the miracle yet of a miscarriage before the little beauty, which reminds me 
of my family, Jessica and Matt are now 31 and 29. That proves, you know, I'm over 29. Um, and my youngest daughter, Arielle, is 17. And she's a gem, and she's leading in the prayer room and just the greatest kid ever, seriously. Ariel Mariah, she's got the most Jewish name. If she ever goes to Israel, they're going to think, they're going to speak to her in Hebrew. Ariel is what they would call her there. Her name in Hebrew is Ariel, which is the city of the lioness of God, the city of the lion of God. And she used to get up on her high chair and, Daddy, she would roar because of Lion King back in the day. I said, I'll take that. Praise God. However it gets in her, you know, it's all good. But before Ariel, actually, the story goes like this is that I'm about 35 years old, which would be, you know, 20 years ago, and I sat Carla down at the kitchen table. She's two years older. And I said, girl, if we're going to have more babies, we should probably do it now before they think I'm their grandfather at the mall. You know, and we just got busy. We had Matthew and Jessica, and it was so much fun. We're in ministry. We're having the ride of our life. I'm doing worship weekends and stuff. And, uh, ooh, man, ooh, son of God. Kaylin is going to lead her generation, man. I mean, she's a governess. This is a warrior governess. This is different. She's some kind of combination of her mom and dad. But I'm telling you what, when I looked at her, well, first of all, the photo on the wall, not the photo, the painting on the wall of pastor's office. When I, when I turned around and saw that and saw the two boys and the beautiful girl, I said, this is the beginning of the restoration of innocence back into America, into a generation. And a little child shall lead them, because you're turning 14 in a couple weeks or something. So you're 13 right now. Well, <clears throat> Ariel, we had a miscarriage before we had Ariel. Carly got pregnant. I'm down at oh, Lake Country Baptist Church, which was really cool, because half the church was spirit-filled and half were thinking about it. It was a bridge church in their community. I did a Friday night. We blew the place apart. Saturday, I was doing a training. Saturday, a seminar, worship seminar. And uh, I came in, and Carla goes, Kent, I'm spotting. I didn't know this was going to happen this weekend to me, Tracy, with your daughter. She said, I'm spotting. I think I'm losing the baby. And anybody that's ever had a miscarriage, full term or two weeks, a stillborn baby, my tears are not just for the baby that went to heaven that I'll know when I get there. My tears were that night. She said, I lost the baby. And I, at one o'clock in the afternoon, I went out and on the piano and worshiped my brains out. I said, God, have you ever done one thing for me. Please heal the baby in Carla's womb. The next day on Sunday, torrents of rain at the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. TWA couldn't get in. I mean, that's where they knew about the wind shear. And Jeremiah said, welcome to the Frey Legacy Church, by the way. My eyes are filled with many tears. This is Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. And his eyes would fill, and my eyes would fill with tears. I'm sitting there at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We finished the Sunday morning service. And my, my eyes would fill with tears. It would go away. It would come back again. And the Lord said, Kent, you weep over one baby. And well, you should, son. But you tell my people 
They're watching a whole generation of babies being snipped up before their eyes. It's ugly. It's gross. It's, it's, it's awful. Abortion. Wow. And so Kaylin wouldn't know this from me seeing her picture, but this is the beginning of the restoration of innocence. In this generation, see, in our church, we're 62% 30 and under. I don't think you heard me. We're 60, our, we're a youth-based, youth-driven church. And we're going to go save the babies, the ones that have been aborted. We can't go back and do that. But their blood cries out before the throne of God at the altar of God in heaven for justice at their death. And I know people stand in front of clinics, and actually Ariel got real blasted about a year ago. They went to the Alton in Illinois. We don't have it in St. Louis for some reason. I thank God, but Illinois is more liberal. And they went to a clinic and the red tape with life on it. And they cussed my daughter outside of car windows, standing in Granite City, Illinois, in front of the abortion clinic. That really ticked me off. You're yelling at my daughter who is 16 years old because she's standing in front of your killing clinic. Wow. See, this is a miracle girl. She'll forever be the girl that died in her mama's womb. And they said, we'll do a DNC, and that'll be the end of that. Well, they were wrong, and God was right. They were wrong, and Pastor Kevin was right. Now, you got to understand, I never do this at churches. I don't really weep in front this is personal today. I didn't know this was going to happen to me. I had a great time in worship, but I'm telling you, the Lord said, stop, time out. At Legacy Church this morning, at 10 after 11, even though I'm going to deliver the word of the Lord, because Kay Lynn's going to come up and she's going to sit while I preach, and I've got a little thing. I want two things right now in this church. I want the highest chair we can get for her to sit on next to me while I preach. I don't know if you get a, we have a, like a, a, like kind of the bar stool thing or something. Because she didn't know I was going to do this. And it's a good thing I got a chance to meet her. And she's going to feel like, thanks a lot, Ken. Appreciate it. Calling me out. And then, no, I don't want a stool, bro. She's got to be comfortable. No, I don't want a stool. I want a chair. I want, oh, no, then get a chair out of pastor's office. Because, see, you're going to see her the whole time I'm preaching. You're going to see her the whole time I'm preaching. Because we're going to pray over your teenagers and young adults. And we're going to release light and wisdom. She's at the beginning of something brand new. And on top of it, I'm sitting up here enjoying the ride. First of all, that video, who did that first video thing? Dude, that was good. Who that, that's really well done. Man, well produced and stuff. That's cool. And um, I, I just want to make sure Kaylin's comfortable. I mean, we just met this morning and stuff. And she, she knows I'm a little odd or something like that. Bro, we don't have anything with arms on it. Like, I mean, Jesus, I mean, I don't want her falling out or something. She gets a power of God on her. What's wrong with you people? Don't, oh, no, bro, you don't have to do that. But you're, um, actually, I'll just leave her. Kaylin, come on up with me. I just want to sit right here next to me. And then we're going to write on your signs today. Your signs are done. The signs here are done. So somebody's got to get me a big Sharpie. We're going to actually write on your signs the new four things you're going to do. I hope they're not rented or leased, but <laughs> Noah made them. Noah, he's my boy. 
He's from a hippie childhood. We understand each other. <laughs> and this, again, I'm just following the Holy Spirit. And again, I don't want, we're not putting pressure on Caitlin to be something, but listen, she's one of my replacements in the prayer room. She can sing. She's going to play piano. We've already talked about some things today. I mean, straight up, she said, well, you know, I just don't like being in front of people. And I said, I don't either. I don't really like people in general. <laughs> so cute, man. Um, Noah, did you make these signs? Is what now? A spray can would even be better, dude. You one up me up high. You got a spray can, dude? You'd be your awesome, man. So we need to get a ladder, bro. We got to find a ladder in the janitor's closet. This is messed up, and man. Like they said, we never, we don't want this guy to ever come back to our church. He's man, it's messed up, man. No, because see, we're setting in line. The four things, I want you to write them down if you do take notes. If not, get out a pen. You are, you are, First Peter 2, 9, a chosen generation. The first thing you're writing down is you're a chosen generation. Chosen generation. Now, I'll get to the word here in just a minute. Hi, Kaylin. What's up? You look cute. Your hair looks good this morning. See, because our church is all about the youth. We give a place for older people. I is one of them. But we're the mom markers. See, we're all about youth-based, youth-driven. And look what you have here already. This, this gives me hope for America. I'm not fooling. Noah is my new friend. I like Noah. Man. How old are you now, Noah? How old are you? 33. Bro? Oh, stop. No, I'm 32. I'm Damn. playing Robert. Okay, you're playing Robert. He's, we couldn't get ages right yesterday. It was kind of weird. You've been working out, bro. You got guns. You went to the gun show. <laughs> Oh, my God. Awesome, bro. So, bro, it's going to be real simple. And is somebody going to get the ladder for Noah? Because I don't want to have... Okay, sweet. I was going to have Kaylin do it, but it's probably better that Noah, but she'll just hang with me. And she said, yeah, maybe not me. Okay. Um, and all I'm going to do, bro, at a certain time, we'll just relax and do it as we feel led, is we're going to do... Well, I'll give you the option because you're my friend. The four things I did yesterday, we have chosen generation, and maybe we should have the congregation vote. We're going to have the royal priesthood, secondly. We're going to have the holy nation under disciple. It's going to be written across disciple, actually. And then God's people, people for his own possession. The latter's coming. Sweet, man. Awesome. Okay, put it up under the first. This is going to be number one over here, bro, going left to right. We are Americans. We're not in China. Praise God. And just kind of put it up. Very cool. He's got a tall one so he won't fall off of that. And then I want Usher to just kind of hang. But just for right now, if you'd put that up for me, Ed, thank you. You're the best. Ed's got gray hair like me, but he's good looking, so it's all right. Praise God. Okay, Noah, just sit down just for a minute. Noah's excited. He's getting ready to spray me right there. That's all good. So I want you to get these four things because these four things are what we're, take the formula, um, that's what we're shooting for. This is a church. It starts at 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are, don't read the rest yet, but you are, look at your name and say, you are. Dude, you are. You are four things. This is what God wanted. This is what God wanted us to bear the fruit of in our life and generation. And yet, you'll never see the Lord come back probably until three generations are actually serving him at a high level together. There's no revival, Pastor Kevin and Tracy, that's ever lasted to the children's children. That's not cool.
But we may be on the verge. Now, I'm not saying that's the you know, sign that the Lord's coming back. But I'm telling you what, we are all about, I'm here to release the music and ministry of the next two generations, Rebecca. And believe me, I will do it all day long, and I'll be passionate. I've got a tiger in the tank. I'm in great shape for 56. I can do this till I'm 80. But I'm not going to hang on to stuff too long. You've got to keep it you know, passing it on. And some guy said to me the other day, he said, dude, you know, man, you better just like get ready to pass your torch. I said, you do what you want. I'm lighting the torch of the next two. I'm not passing my torch, Jack. I work too hard to have this. I wouldn't work this hard for any man. So what I'm saying is releasing you're here as we go to these four. This is all I'm teaching today in case you're getting nervous. Everybody look at your watch. I've got, I've got 18 after. What do y'all got? Actually, I'm on Central. I've got 18 after 10, so I have an extra hour. That's not right. Don't. Oh, that was a good laugh. Thanks for laughing at my joke. Appreciate that. Now, I'm clearly, as a prophetic Aaron boy, saying, you will get these four things. If any church you are, let's do them one by one now, a chosen generation. Your uncle did not choose you for this kingdom. This was God's choosing. Kaylin, the miracle, miracle girl that she is, and... I've got a baby in heaven with that miscarriage, actually. And, and Ariel figured out, Kaylin, on her own. She was about 11 or 12. She goes, Dad. Yeah, I said, what, Ariel? She goes, I wouldn't be here if you had had the other baby. I never thought of it. I thought, oh, my God. Did, see, and well, how, a couple years ago, when did you figure that out? Did you? Yeah, a year or two. See, it would be the same thing as they were thinking Powerful girls coming, becoming young women of God, was thinking. She goes, I said, well, I don't know. I mean, we, would have, we were going to have two sets of two. And, of course, and I thank God. I, I thank Carla because Carla was 41 years old when she had Ariel, who's now 17. Listen, any woman having a baby after 35, all the women said, hallelujah, dude, get away. Don't touch me. I passed a couple watermelons. See you later. You know what I'm saying? I'm not being gross. I'm saying, oh, my God, ain't no woman wouldn't have a baby after 40. And I remember Carly got out of the shower one day. She goes, oh, my God, the beach whale has landed. And I said, don't say that about yourself. You're giving us one of the greatest. This is one of the greatest gifts that we'll ever receive. Again, Kayla had no idea I would do this. But this is hooking me and our families together with Ariel with a miscarriage in front of it. And remember, he said, tell my people. They're watching. Remember, Ariel's 17, so this would have happened 18 or 19 years ago, 18 and a half years ago. He said, get after caring for the next two generations, 15 to 30 and 15 and under. 15 to 30, 15 and under. It's real simple. Robert and Rachel are in our ministries. Got little baby Tobias. He's now four. I love his face. Oh my, I just want to kiss him. Don't you just kiss him every day? Just, hey, Tobias, come over here. Let me kiss your baby face, his cute face. And, and your, your youngest is... Jackson, and he's how old? He's two. He's two. I had a little friend that said that. And we have a Jackson at our church, one of the young couples just like you guys. Jamie um, and Vinny are their names. They named their baby boy Jackson. It's a name that's it's very powerful, Jack or Jackson. But see, we're about the generation. So we got chosen generation. We're talking about three, not one, not two. How many of you are over 40, 45 in this room? Let me see your hands. How many of you are glad to be breathing anywhere and have life of God in you? No, I'm serious. Praise God. Holy Ghost, man. You know, there was a lady here this morning. Oh, there she is. No, she was here this morning. Awesome. 
I thought you left to help go help. Yeah, right here with the glasses. Come here. I want you to grab your Bible and come up front and sit by Pastor and our Miss Tracy. Holy Ghost, man. Wow, I was looking for her during the break and I couldn't find What's her name? Mary. Oh, of course, Mary, who sat it. She had a baby over 41. You're going to touch me. A high five, girl, up here. Dang, she looks like she's been working out and stuff. See what? She painted the picture in the office. Only God, you know that right here. Mary, what are you doing? Hug me, girl. Okay, sit down and just enjoy the ride. Wow. And I, listen, don't be offended by that, but I've got to ask you. I know in the South, how old are you? Jesus, so your baby is two years old? Oh. Oh, girl, as if he had nine months? Okay. What do you do full time? No, I, did you, but you, did you work before and stuff or no? What is, in what industry or field? Oh, you're an artist straight up. Okay, do you, you have your own place? You still do it or no? Uh, yes, you have to. Oh, my God, because your paintings have light on them. Light will just jump off there into people's. That's what happened to me yesterday. Isn't the God good? See, I couldn't plan this. I'm not smart enough to even figure this out. You understand what I'm saying? Only God, she's in the middle of worship. I mean, the Lord said, call her out. There's something special that, you know, uh, I've got for her and stuff. And because we're merging, and your husband is... Kevin? Okay. Does he serve God and stuff? Okay. Does he come to church with you or no? Oh, he's out of town. No, I always have to ask because I never know anymore. Uh, half the youth conferences three or four times a year I stand in front of, 52% of those kids are from divorced and broken homes. Okay, so we got in. You are. Let's go to the four now. Chosen generation. Uh, the second one, a royal priesthood. Does anybody here even understand priesthood? We, we take that back. The Catholic Church, priest, that really belonged to the body of Christ. It belonged to the New Testament church. Each one of you, when you slip out of your body at the end of your life, you're not going to be an accountant anymore. You're not going to be a coach anymore. You're not going to be, you know, down at 7-Eleven. You're going to be tending to the king of glory. So, oh, excuse me, we do have to do the first one. Thank you, Noah. Now, how are we going to do it? I don't care if we even get a little pain in a while. Wait, wait a minute. Which word? Are we doing chosen or Janet? What will remind you the first one? How many vote for chosen? How many want generation? They want the noun. Uh, generation wins, and I'm up here. So, so no, do it across. When if you, I know it's going to kind of run into the black, but start on the left, and do yeah. Well, let's see, let's see. Well, bro, do whatever you do, bro. No generation. I know it's long. The graffiti artist. Oh, I got the right. Oh, it's good. It's red. We can see it. Awesome. Red on black, dude. We are pumping it out for the industrial gothic generation we just ruined the sign but it's better because this day these four things are being released he put a cross in it you're my boy way to go Noah this is who we are man go ahead and underline it or something bro or just put a squiggly line a squiggly line or something underneath of it that's a river river is in there all right oh he's gonna oh he put all quotes on it everybody say chosen generation Come on, yell it out, chosen generation. Because I, I tell you, they were honest. I said, how long have these been up? Oh, we don't know. A year, two, three years. Well, they're going to get changed. You're going to get new ones made. 
And let's go ahead. That's why we're rolling, bro. Just good. We're doing priesthood. Royal's cool, but we're doing, man, we got long words. We're doing priesthood. Priesthood for sure, because these this is a priestly church. This is a church full of priests that tend to the King of Glory, both in their everyday life and in the prayer room. You're going to see Mary. <laughs> Mary's up here. She don't know what she's doing up here, but she likes it. Praise God. You are so talented, Noah. Are you like really? He does. Have you have you done bridges and stuff, bro? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Back in the day, he was doing bridges, man. Praise God. <laughs> you guys will never forget this message for sure. This is beyond illustrated sermons right here, bro. We're ruining stuff and making it better. Oh, another squiggly line in quotes. Oh, thanks, bro. We got it. Everybody say chosen generation. And royal priesthood. I didn't have to stop on this for a minute. Yeah, say it. Royal priesthood. Because this is your mission. If you choose Mission Impossible, if you choose to receive it, and we're saying yes, God. These are the four things. If you can, look at my boy, Ed's up here doing, Ed's got muscles too, look at him. He got dressed up for church today, he put on black pants like me. But I got to add, now hold it, this is really messing me up. The two singers, did you guys plan on looking like that, bro? What happened on that? The two male singers, you guys have the same shirt and pants on? Bro, what happened? Did you call each other? Don't say no, bro. Oh, you did? Oh, that's messed up. No, you didn't call each other. It just happened. Thank God. Where's my other boy? Where'd he go, man? Ren. Oh, bro, really? I was looking at you guys going, we're not dressing alike. We left that a long time ago, but no, it's cool. No, it just turned out that way. Cool. But priesthood, I asked my son-in-law, we do a prayer room at our church, um, 7.30 to 9, Monday through Thursday, and then we do Tuesday night and Wednesday night. This is a prayer room. These are not, uh, well, they're public meetings, but they're not public services. So people come in, and we do the four streams. The cool thing about this, bro, I had a huge revelation. I thought about this, but never put it together before, along with Kayla. I mean, I'm going to remember this weekend forever. I'm not fooling. While I was sitting there, the pastor's appreciation was really cool, and for Miss Laura... I realized the four streams of the prayer room, just go ahead and write these down. We're going to put it probably at the bottom of the page that the four elements of 1 Peter 2.9 fit the four streams of the prayer room, which the four streams of the prayer room is deep worship, number one, singing and praying the word, number two. Number three is intercession. And number four is biblical study and meditation. So just think with me. I, I got to say this out loud to lock it up in me. You, wave at me if you're still here. You, you get what's going on? I'm not, I mean, this is, re, this is what I got right now. Because the four streams of the prayer room, only a chosen generation chooses to enter in to deep worship. So the chosen generation, Randy, how long have you been doing worship, bro? Singing in worship? Five years. Have you been singing all your life? No, no, I'm singing. When, you, when did you start... When did you start when you were younger? Yeah, no, bro, you love it. You got joy. This is your wife, bro. How'd that happen? That's sweet. Awesome. No, serious. you've loved music all, and singing all your life, haven't you? No, that's why you're still... See, my problem as a young worship leader back in the day in my 20s and mid-70s, everybody over 40 went away, even at my first charismatic church. I, it was a lot of young people, which is cool. But if we have music gifts, we don't go sit in the corner with them, right? No, we don't. We're going to use it for his glory. But see, the chosen generation, and we'll come back with Noah later and do this, but they're going to be the people doing deep worship. 
the priesthood are those that sing and pray the word of God. Well, let's go ahead and write the third one up there, bro. We come to a holy nation. This, we'll just Let's do holy. I think, can we fit holy nation on this? Let's try it. Because we can't really part with either word on this one. So we're, we smell the paint fumes up here. <laughs> We've got the holy nation. And these are the people that do intercession. See where I'm going with this? And you guys, I'll, do, I'll say it again in a few minutes. And then our final one when we get to it is God's people. They're the ones that study the word and meditate. And this is the next two years. of your. I'm telling you where you're going. This is your future. If you can get one or two of these done in the next two years, you guys will be ahead of 90% of the churches in America. Not that I care about that in a sense. But the fact is if you can start entering in as a chosen generation to your royal priesthood, you, you show up in Charleston as a holy nation as you were interceding this morning. And then finally we come to our last one. Um, should we just do... I like that word possession, though, a people of God's own possession. Okay, you guys, let's think. How should we do number four? Let's just think for a minute. Do what? Possessed. <laughs> Thanks, Alec. We appreciate you sharing, bro, but we probably won't do that. No. <laughs> I knew somebody would say that. Um, I tell you what, we'll do this. Um, let's put God on top. Not make it too small because he's God, but God's possession so it would be stacked vertically. Let's go God's possession. Uh, because I want to tell you the story of Ariel being born. And uh, again, anybody get anything out of this? This is, this is what I do. This is different than normal teaching and preaching. But you guys will remember this for months to come because I did it this way. This is the way I operate. It's just the way the Lord did it for me. God's, oh, he made God big. Possession. Yeah. P-O-S-S-E-S-S-I-O-N, right? Yeah, two S's again. Again, two S's again, I-O-N. I'm hooked on phonics, and it's all misspelled on the shirt at the mall. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, we got it. Let's hear it for Noah. He's the best, man. Noah, you rule dog. Woo! We brought out the ladder and everything. And, oh, wait, hold it. We can't put it up because we're going to put the other word. Oh, we can do that at the bottom. We're cool. Yeah, we can put the ladder up because come back over with me and... And because uh, Noah's like over 30, he's representing, remember, 15 to 30, 15 and under. And then we got three merging, three generate, which is the demographics of your church. Let's do it all again. Well, you guys, let's read it out loud up to the last part. You ready? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, I got to tell you, we're having fun with this, but it's really laborious. And it really takes focused attention to become one of the four, much less two of the four, which is a good batting average, 500%, three out of four. But God said he's going to start giving that to prime moving churches in America. You might look at this right now and say, well, you know, we're just a small church and, you know, leave us alone. And we're just going to kind of do our thing. And 
No, no, you've got to understand, hard times are coming to America. It's going to take churches like you of deep believers who can help bring in the harvest when people are scared out of their wits. Do you understand last fall, I don't think most Americans understand, the crash of the whole global economy was inches away. Now, if it does, if, if and when it happens, how are you going to survive? I'm going to tell you three things. This is how you survive. First of all, miracles are going to break out like we've never seen before because God is a miracle-working God, yes or no? Oh, no, he is. Number two, prophetic people will be, have a high-level release of their propheticness. No, no terrorist is blowing up my house or my city because prophetic people that pray over our city in St. Louis, a lot of them at our church, we're going to find you out ahead of time. Now, their cells here already, they've already said there's, there could be up to 80 to 90 terrorist cells. They're already here in America. And I want to say it again, what I said yesterday, this is South Carolina, you can handle it. Californians have a problem with what I'm about to say. But I got news, I want to help every Islamic radical terrorist meet the Son of God because you've got law, 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 you have no grace. You're like the Jews who had law, law, law until grace appeared in, what's his name, your Savior? His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. So I can help you know, the Islamic radical terrorists bow your foot at the knee of the cross and come and receive grace and you know deal with your law later or if you come for my children i'll shoot you from a half a mile away with my 30 odd six wow bro is that right i'm telling you right now you don't want this i mean don't send out your boys and your girls and strap bombs on you guys when you're ready we're america bring your leadership i know they won't do this you guys come out to the field and you may take me down, but I'm taking a thousand of you with me. Because you can't have my children, you can't have my wife, and you can't have my three beautiful granddaughters who are already serving God, four and six, at a high level. Dude, don't mess around. So, because see, I'm putting you on alert. They want to take the earth, this earth that God made, and they want to go back to 7th or 11th century Islam when it covered the earth. Well, we got something to say about it. Now, I want to pray. Now, listen, people go, well, you're a minister. You should be a pacifist to think again. I'm a minister, but God said to take care of my family. Now, the day and the hour may come where he says, God, can't put down your gun, put down your sword, walk out in front, and I go to heaven at that point in time, or the bullets fall at my feet, and we get 500 guys saved at one time. Are you with me? No, stuff is going to get harder in America. So we're going to get these four, the chosen generation, God chose you, the royal priesthood. How many really do love Jesus and you thank him for saving, saving your life? Oh, I'm, I'm serious. And then we go to, to number three, the holy nation, the, the hiccup for us in our society right now on number three, the holy nation, is that if any pastor, Baptist church, assembly of God, cares, it don't make any difference, if any pastor started teaching holiness or being holy and he taught it for six weeks at his home church, you tell me at the end of six weeks what would happen. People are leaving because we live R-rated lifestyles. We don't mean to do that. But pop culture has so invaded our lives and Hollywooditis and Hollywoodized everything. Let me do it this way. If you brought, if, you, if the Lord allowed you to bring your grandparents back to walk with you in your daily life for one week, what would they say about what we have now? Many of you over 40 and 50 don't, the shame, the disrespect, uh, kids, to, I mean, it's uh, you know, across the board. That's why this is the beginning of the restoration of innocence. That's why we're going to raise her in the prayer room.
We're not raising her in culture and society. And I'm not, Ariel doesn't go to normal school, public school. She goes to Day Spring School of the Arts because she leads a prayer room set 90 minutes every week. She leads two, actually. On Thursday, 10.30 to 12 in the morning, she can't go to public school. They wouldn't allow her to do that. You see what I'm saying right there? So these, these kids are being raised up for such a, they're, they're little esters. You're a little Esther. What is your name, beautiful? Yeah. Jessica, touch me. That's my daughter's name. How old are you, Jessica? 16. She had tears in her eyes when I was speaking before. Because it's real in Jessica. She wants something more. And next to you is another cutie. Brianna. Oh, you got a great voice, Brianna. How old are you? Can you run fast, Brianna? I look at you and go, oh, my God. I bet. Do you run track or something? You know you do, man. I know stuff. She's on the track team. What are your events? What do you run? The 200. And the, are those back-to-back? -back? Or no? Your time? Yeah. Do you, do you like running? <laughs> she goes, sure. Well, but how, how old are you? You're 16? 15? Are you a freshman or what? You're a sophomore? And, but she's so humble. Look at her. This, this is a giant athlete that understands humility. And this is the millennial generation. Pastor Mike Plain, just last week, uh, boomers are one thing, you know. But he called this generation the millennial generation. And your friend I met today, first name again is? Catherine. Catherine. You know what that means, Catherine? The pure one. The pure one, Catherine. Wow. And you said you're 17, Ariel's age? And you're junior. Cool. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause? They want to live for a cause. They don't want stuff and things. They don't want your stuff and things. Now, you should leave an inheritance for your children. That's what it says in the Bible. But I'm telling you, they don't want your stuff and things. They want a cause. And should I tell this story about the, the girl in Texas? From, from a, Remember the story last time? Yeah, I will, just because you guys will get this. There was a um, industrial gothic girl, black fingernails, black hair, everything. I mean, you know, live, living the whole deal. Like, um, well, whatever, Catherine, okay. And she was going to public school, and the kids from this small church, I believe it was a Baptist church, um, finally got her to come to youth on a Wednesday night. And, you know, she was not cool. It was, like, weird for her because she'd never been in that before from a divorced and broken home, dysfunctional family, didn't feel loved and all that. Well, she came, though, for about six months. They kept asking her to come on Sunday morning, and she would never do that. As a matter of fact, I mean, she was still kind of distanced, but, you know, she was kind of, like, opening up a little bit. And so all of a sudden, she shows up on Sunday morning unannounced. She's sitting in the back. Her friends realize it. So a bunch of them during the service got up, went back, and sat with her. And they gave, you know, that just simple altar call at the end of the Sunday morning service. And without anybody talking, she went up and got saved that day. She didn't get saved at youth, which they done, you know, altar, they do altar calls occasionally down at youth and stuff. And to the senior pastor, and I'm just telling, like, telling it the way they told it to me, three-piece suit, you know, pretty rigid, all that kind of stuff. He, he walks up on a platform about this size and looks down at her once they'd finished praying and stuff and said, well, honey. I guess you got something to live for now, kind of condescendingly. Please, older people, don't do that to younger people. But there's no reason to look down our nose at anybody ever. She goes, no, sir. I was looking for something to die for. 
I hope he got a whack on that. He got taken to the woodshed by a 16-year-old teenager who said, no, I wasn't looking. I was, see, this generation is looking. So we're going chosen generation, same with me again. We have the royal priesthood. We have the holy nation. A little bit hard to see, but that's cool. We got to like, figure it out. And then the, the fourth one is God's possession. Now, the four streams of the prayer room, if Noah, where's Noah? Do you see around here again? Oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's already in the back. He was ready. Now, what we'll do, let's figure it out. No, I'll tell you what I want to do is we're going to put the four. I've never done this before. Even on notes, I want to get home tomorrow. I'm going to do this. But it's the four streams of the prayer room. No, I was sitting right over here as pastor was talking when, oh, my God, the four elements of 1 Peter 2.9 hook up with the four streams of the prayer room. Somebody say, I get it. Well, you will get it right now. So the first phrase that goes with chosen generation is we do deep worship so let's just do do the two lines right maybe what do you think deep worship let's just do that however you want to do that so we're the people of deep of the presence we're the people that because you can do praise how many have ever done outer court praise and that wasn't sufficient for your devotional life and you see i know worship leaders that can they are their song leaders they cheerlead that and they never really get to worship it's all about them and their cuteness on the platform we i hate that stop doing that you're not that cool you're really you know if you've ever seen a worship leader you, this guy needs you know he needs an attitude adjustment right there so one of the first we have the chosen generation doing deep worship and then you guys at your staff retreat could figure out the verbiage i like the size of these signs how many people have liked these signs do you actually look at them or read them okay sweet and i just ruined them way to go Kent. no so we come to the second one now the royal priesthood this will be kind of long, bro, but we'll still be able to get it. Oh, I hate to go over the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, though. But here it is, singing and praying the Word of God. Let's try it. Let's try it. Because this is the thing that most churches never do. Do you ever sing and pray the Word? Do you ever do that? on? No, most churches, it's not allowed. But it's singing and praying the Word of God. You're going to become a people really good at singing. Let me tell you about the Word of God. How many people love the Word of God? No, seriously. Now, that wasn't good enough. I said, how many people love the Word of God? Because you're going to rule and reign with it in eternity. And so here's, here's what happens. When you sing and pray the Word of God in a prayer room or prayer environment, what happens, write these two things down, you guys not know, but it's the stored up power of the Word of God and the transforming power of the Word. There's two different things. In the Word, there's a stored up power that rarely is released on a Sunday morning unless the people of God will enter into singing. No, you're the best, bro. I'm giving you free CDs after the service, dude. He said yes. Just say yes, bro. Okay, yes. Okay. So the royal priesthood, you, doesn't this fit? They're the people that know they can stand before the Lord like we did in intercession with Miss Tracy today. We stand before the Lord, and we were doing Second uh, uh, Chronicles 7, 14, right? If my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will forgive their sins, and then I will hear their land. See, if you as a group of people become really good at singing and praying the word of God, you're going to blow devils up over your city. Principalities, that plantation spirit, whatever other things we're going to pray against, you're going to bust it. Let's go to three and four, and then we're done for the day. How many people are going to come out tonight at six o'clock, man? Don't, don't miss it. I saw some people didn't raise their hand, but... Because we're not going to rush praying for the teenagers, young adults. We're going to do it tonight. 
Sometimes it will hit me, but we prayed for families and singles today. And what we prayed, we prayed the prayer of Jabez. The four elements of the prayer of Jabez. So under this one, the holy nation, one word over half, it's intercession, Noah. We're going to do, the holy nation knows how to do intercession. How many people know what intercession is? See, that's more known than even singing and praying the word of God. So we're going to elevate this one. Keep doing that at a high level. Because intercession means to make up the hedge and stand in the gap for somebody else. It's Ezekiel 22:30, where I looked for a man, a woman, a teenager that would make up the hedge. He said, I told the Hebrew people, stop. They were abusing the sojourners in their land. They were not treating the foreigners right. And God said, stop. He's talking to his people, the Israelites. He said, stop abusing the people that come through. Be nice to them. Because then they can come to Jehovah God. He said, but you kept doing it. So I looked for a man, one man or one woman, one teenager that could make up the hedge and stand in the gap. And it finishes not in a good way. He said, I found no one, so I destroyed the land. Not on my watch, please. I'm going to be, I've been a chief musician for many years. I'm now a chief intercessor. I rolled over. I didn't stop being a chief musician, but I'm a chief intercessor. There's an apostolic prophetic calling. So if you start, if you guys will actually, no, it's going to be work. Anybody here afraid of work in this room? Raise your hands if you're afraid. No, I'm saying anybody afraid of working because it's, it's going to take some work. But you releasing this, this will truly start to change your city and who you are. Last one, God's possession. Let's just do um, biblical study and meditation. We'll, we'll just do biblical study for right now. So you've got the eight, eight big ones right now <clears throat> that you can go after at a really high level as a church. Once you put all your notes to the side. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. I want you just to close your eyes, bow your heads. We're just going to sit before the Lord for a minute, for a second. It's almost time to go. Wow. We sit before you now, Lord. I'm just going to jump on my guitar, Tyler. You thought. I want you to review this morning. Just keep your eyes, just sit before the Lord. Now, God, speak to your people. Speak to each one, Lord. What is it that you want us to do, God? What direction do you want us to go? You're speaking to every heart, Lord. Lock it up on the inside, God, from the youngest to the oldest, from the least to the greatest. Thank you for the release of your Holy Spirit, God, in this room. With Kaylin, God, with Ariel, something very profound, and Catherine, and Jessica, and all the guys, Lord. Something very profound is coming to this city, God, and it's going to be birthed out of churches just like this. So we thank you, God, for speaking today awesome and tonight. We prepare our hearts, God, to lay hands on every teenager, really every child, every young adult, God, that you begin to release light and wisdom, God, at a high level. 
This is a multi-generational, multi-ethnic church, God. Now grow this thing to 400, we pray. From 200, God, would you double it in two years simply, God? You could do that. And draw them in from the highways and the, the ones that need restoration. The ones that need rescue. The ne- ones that need recovery, God. This is the legacy church. We're building and defining the legacy. Building and defining the legacy, God, that you spoke. That you'd give birth through Pastor Kevin. Pastor Tracy, God. Awesome. And all on Pastor's Appreciation Day, God. Chosen generation. Royal priesthood. Holy nation. A people of your own possession. Oh, chosen generation. Royal priesthood. Holy nation. A people of your own possession, Lord. Chosen generation, yeah, a royal priesthood, holy nation, a people of your own possession, Lord. Chosen generation, yeah, a royal priesthood, holy nation. Possessions, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Come on and stand your feet. Let's revere the Lord. You can just lift your hands, mighty God. Sing to the Lord, mighty God. Multiple generations, God, mighty God. Come on, just worship it one more time. Chosen generation, royal priesthood, you're a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, oh, chosen generation. Royal priesthood, holy nation, a people of God's own possession. Yeah. I want to teach you one more song as we go out today, real simple. This is right out of the prayer room in Kansas City. It goes like this You are, you are my hope, you are, you are my song, you are. You are my light, you are my salvation, you are, you are my hope, you are, you are my song, you are, you are my light, you are my salvation, you are, you are my hope, you are, you are my song, you are, you are my light, you are my salvation, you are. You are my hope, you are, you are my song, you are, you are my light, you 
Well, how many got something out of this today? Let me see your hands. Awesome. Praise God. Wow. Um, I really forgot to ask. You guys normally get out 1130 or something. Okay, sweet. I want you to be seated. I forgot. We need to take the second offering. Kevin just waved at me from the back here. Um, actually, um, Alec, would you do this? Uh, bring me the CDs. On your way out today, I want the band to come back up with me, by the way, because we'll sing that song on the way out and stuff. Um, one of the ways you can help us, we, um, we run a school, thanks, called Revolution School. And uh, we try to scholarship so many students a year. And um, on the way out today, you're going to find CDs. I think it's on the information table. Everything you buy helps us with our students. So the first thing I want to point out, uh, actually Tracy was asking me about this. This is an instrumental album. It's bad to the bone. There's no singing, no lyrics. It's the album I said I'd never do out of my training at Webster. It's all instrumental. It's, it's, we've sold, I guess, over 4,000 of these at our church, and people give them away because there's no You can give them to unsaved people, and the anointing will start touching them. Uh, 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 uh. So everybody say Skyview. That's the, it's a devotional album. Everybody could pick a copy of that up. This is the new album called Take Me In. My son-in-law's dad, Phil Stern, who was our pastor for five and a half years, he badgered me for over a year. He said, Can't go back and get the scripture songs from the 70s, 80s, and bring them forward and do them with a the young band, which was my son and my daughter and Jim and all that. This is unbelievable. It's called Take Me In from the song, which we'll do that tonight. We had it on the schedule today and didn't get to it. But it's got a, a prophetic word from our children's church pastor called The Worship Generation. And he was talking to the people over 40 and 50 and said, you were called the worship generation, but you sat down. He said, but now God says, stand up again and release that uh, anointing over the next two generations. So that's called Take Me In. That would be a good one. And they're all $10. They're normally $15 on the website and all that, but they're 10 on weekends. So you're getting $5 off each album. Um, I don't know where Carla found these. I haven't seen these for a while. These are two of our children's worship albums, and she must have found a case or something. These are awesome. Friend is more like for 8 to 12-year-olds, and children's worship, and I think there's only like five a piece of these. This is actually for birth through six years of age or so. Very cool, and this was an area I was, when she was younger doing it. Um, the last thing is about 10 years ago, how many people love carols? I love carols. I, I, it's one of my favorite forms of music. Of, uh, you know, I was raised on country music and I did rock and roll and all that. But I did a Christmas is for worship album. I took my top, uh, it was like, I think, 12 carols, and we worshiped out of them. It is unbelievable. And so check that out. And then for you that want to study up on worship, um, this is a brand new manual. I think it's about 75 pages, normally 30 bucks. It's $20. It's 12 of my top lessons uh, on worship and you can do there's a student's guide which is fill in the blanks or you can do a study guide straight up again anything that you buy is helping us get down the road for our training and stuff and then um, what you're giving into today um, I beg for the kids it's a little embarrassing but I'm just going to ask you to plant the biggest seed in the second offering whether you're here tonight or not I'm asking you think about taking the wisdom that's in here and in here I've been doing it four years now, bro. I'm so fulfilled. I'm with 16 to 28-year-olds at least three days out of the week. Now, my wife, you, you and me, Carla, I'll bring her next time. And 
she'll, um, she'll tell you, I have three kids, and then there's Kent, and there's no hope of him ever growing up, as you can see today. And how many, though, are over 40 and going on 19 in your heart, though? We're not, we're not going to, we're just never going to grow up. That's the way it is. So I'm going to ask you, this is one of the best pieces of ground you could sow into today. Because our whole church is really multi-generational, multicultural, multi-ethnic. And our thing is to release the music and ministry of the next two generations. I'm going to let Kevin take the offering. Uh, but I'm going to ask you to prepare a gift right now. What would you give? What would you give to go ahead and take 35 years of experience and be able to sow that into the next two generations? So if you guys, uh, you have cash envelopes in the back or ushers need to put, they give them Okay, good. Why don't you take All right. And uh, you know how it works. Any cash that goes in this offering obviously uh, goes to Kent Henry and Ministries. Um, if you're writing a check, go ahead and write it to Legacy. And we are diligent to capture all of that and make sure it gets where it's supposed to go. So this is the offering for that. Can we just, uh, as you're preparing right now, I want to give you just a second to get purses or checkbooks or however it is you're going to respond. And uh, as we're doing that, let's just say thanks to the Lord. I mean... Thank you, Lord. You're just good and you are great. And we appreciate you and the things you're depositing in us. Hallelujah. Gentlemen, come on down. And we're going to worship, go out. We're going out worshiping, right? And uh, so if you're ready to give, why don't we stand? You can give while you're standing. Let's worship God and, and the men will tend uh, on us as the congregation. Do your best. We want to bless Him and the ministry. You're released to wait upon the people. Let's worship God together. All right, here's the verse to the song we're just doing. To you, O Lord, I lift my soul. My God in whom I trust, let me not be ashamed. Because only you can deliver me from the hand of my strong enemy let me not be ashamed to you oh lord i lift my soul my god in whom i trust let me not be ashamed because only you can deliver me from the hand of my strong enemy let me not be the pre-chorus to it is so cool. Cause no one who waits on the Lord will ever be put to shame. Cause no Song, you are my light, you are my. And no 
Slap a high five on your neighbor and say, dude, you're a huge history maker. God bless you. We'll see you tonight, man.